Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome into Five on the Floor Live here on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons if you're listening on the podcast feed. We are on all of the podcast channels, including Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Nobody wants to hear any of this tonight, so we're going to get right into it. Uh, we are sponsored, as always, by our friends over at Prize Picks. Use the code 5 FIVE. Get your initial deposit matched up to $100. You know what I won tonight? $100 because the damn game went to overtime, which got that extra rebound that I needed for BAM. Uh, make sure you're using the code 5. Get your initial deposit matched up to $100. Download it off the Google Play Store, the Apple App Store, or prizepicks.com. Uh, real simple here tonight. Biggest win of the season by far. There is no close second. Let's stop talking about a Phoenix team without two starters. Uh, this was on the road this was against a team that has been by far the best team in the NBA this year, the Boston Celtics, the best offensive team in the league. They've had one of the best players in the league tonight who couldn't make anything, although the other guys stepped up. But the Miami Heat had just about everything going against them tonight. Bam Adebayo picks up three fouls in the first half when he was just trying to get into rhythm. Tyler Hero tweaks his ankle before the end of the first half. Jimmy Butler coming back after a two-week break. And not only do they withstand all of that, they withstand a miracle shot by Jalen Brown. Just give him credit for it. A banked three with Jimmy Butler going straight up at the end of regulation. They fall behind in the overtime, rally back. Jimmy makes two huge shots, one in regulation, one in the overtime. Bam is, is terrific in the overtime. Haywood Highsmith, okay? Can we, before we go any further, does anybody want to apologize to Eric Spolstra at this point? Because all I heard for three weeks was, why the hell is this guy playing? He played him down the stretch tonight. The help defense tonight from Haywood Highsmith was tremendous. I don't care if he didn't score at all. This was, and Greg, I'll let you go here, because we talk about wins that change a season. I don't know where they're going. I still think they need help in areas. I think you and I agree about that. But this was a season that looked like at times it could careen off the path, like they, that they couldn't get it back. They win a game like this in that environment with all of that going against them. They're going to start to believe in themselves a little bit again. That's going to go a long way. I mean, we got to throw context out a little bit tonight and just, just kind of celebrate the fact that the Heat went up there and responded and Jimmy was back and he looked sharp. I feel like Bam is slowly transforming into a go-to guy, like the stuff he's able to do to get to the line late in games. And now he's so reliable from the free throw line uh, and, and just everything he did defensively uh, to your point about high Smith. We were just talking about it on the show the other night about how Spo would probably trust his defense. Look what he was going. He went to him. He basically went to him instead of Caleb Martin late in that game. 
Uh, so there was just so many positives. I think it is the biggest victory of the season because now that the team is relatively whole as they look ahead, I feel like this is like one of those hallmark victories that can, um, that can turn around a season, frankly. And, you know, if they, if they lose the next three, people will clip this and, and, and joke about it. But like, these are the type of games that can turn around a season. And it's just good to see them respond this way. It's good to see that Tyler's not injured after he, you know, tweaked his ankle early. Kyle Lowry played well. There's just a lot of positives. Um, and I'm, I'm hyped up. So obviously that's just, uh, the vibe, no ceiling. We'll get into Bam. And I saw some comments that are coming in. Alejandro Vegas, our producer, is throwing them up there. And there's some, this is still Jimmy's team. I think that the thing about tonight is that, yes, down the stretch of those games it is, but Bam came along. And we talked about that. And, and I'll go to you on this uh, first, Alex. So we, we discussed this uh, on the episode the other night. Would Bam shrink when Jimmy came back? Right. And if Jimmy, Jimmy was working his way into this game, like he, he was, I mean, he was, it was a little bit of bully ball there. Um, but he wasn't high volume shooting in the first half or anything like that. Bam gets the three fouls. If there was ever going to be an excuse for Bam to check out, okay, like we have seen him check out before, it's when he's in foul trouble. He's concerned about picking up fouls. He starts to get you know, unaggressive, if that's a word. He didn't tonight. He got more aggressive as the game goes on. They had all three of them working together. And actually, Kyle played really well tonight, too. So this is the first time is this the first is this fair to say Alex is the first time all season all four of them have played well on the same night? Yeah, especially when you talk about all four of them having let's say standout games relative to what, you know, we expect from them, right? More or less. I just think where they all have games where you feel they had A games, right? More or less whether you're going between A minus A plus, all four of them easily I think had A games and it's just everything you want to see, right? If when you start going into each guy, right? With Bam, the other night he had a great game, and and I I brought up how he only had the two free throw attempts, which you know you're not going to be able to do that every night. He's he's very reliable on that end, and he did that tonight. He got nine uh, free throws, whereas Jimmy only had the three. You know, coming back first game from injury, so he's just kind of you know plugging in for the holes there. He had a terrific game scoring, and even though I think teams know that he wants to get to that go to. Uh, short mid-range turnaround, however you want to describe it, I, it's it's still it's it's money, right? And I think that you feel good about it now. You feel good about the way that he gets that shot as a counter. Sometimes he falls in love with it a little bit, and and I understand why because I think a lot of times bigs would rather give that up than you know open up and give him a, a drive to the rim. But I I feel great about what I saw from Bam. I think Jimmy was playing a little bit more conservative. And then you look at the box score and he took the most shots, took 21 attempts, which you usually don't see. Obviously, it's an overtime game. So the shots are going to be a little bit inflated right now. But, you know, between Tyler and Bam, they had 18 and 19 field goal attempts, uh, you know, respectively. Kyle had a great game. I just feel great about the shot distribution, the way that all these guys got into it, even though it felt like their offense was stagnant and they didn't have you know, neither team had a good half-court offensive rating tonight. The difference is they don't need the threes to fall to win games anymore, I think. Now that I think you feel a little bit better about what Bam can do more consistently as a scorer, it gives them a little bit more optionality, a, a little bit more offensive versatility. And even though Jimmy is the closer, and I think there's no doubt about it, Bam was still plenty involved in that fourth-quarter crunch time offense. And by the way, Kyle and Tyler had their looks too, right? Maybe not Tyler as much, but Kyle was handling the ball a whole lot throughout the game and a whole lot throughout crunch time. And maybe that changes when Jimmy is, uh, you know, more back in a rhythm. He goes back to being more of a playmaker. But I just feel like 
they can get to buckets in a lot of different ways. And they're finally kind of starting to put that together. And they don't need the threes to go down in order to thrive. Like they played into a Celtics game plan, uh, hit and attempted twice as many mid-range attempts. Still outplayed at the rim, won the, the rebounding battle, won the turnover battle. And it's just like, yeah, they put together a great team effort. This is the model game. It is the model game, and, and I'll something else on this too. I mean, and Brady, I want to get into the schematics uh, of this. Uh, it, it, to me, what we saw in these two games beyond the schematics that Spolster put in, I thought he coached this like a playoff game. Okay, very much so. He wanted this one. You can tell the way he went about it. But it was their resilience in these two games, which is something that when we compare this team to two seasons ago when they fell apart after getting to the finals, they had a lack of resilience that season. And this season we've seen some of that. That was a little bit concerning, but you look at even the game that they lost two nights ago against, and I'm not, I know people are blaming it on the watch party. It wasn't that they were competitive. Um, (laughs) Thanks again to tropical distillers, but they were, they, they kept fighting back in that game. They made four or five runs, but they couldn't quarter to get over the hump. Tonight, they did the same thing, but then in the third quarter, they did. And then once they did, and it went back the other way again, and you're dealing with the officials in Boston, you're dealing with the crowd in Boston, you're dealing with history in Boston, uh, you're dealing with a a guy in Jalen Brown who was almost as good tonight as Jason Tatum was two nights ago, okay, because they have two of those guys, and yet they kept coming, which I I thought was impressive. The other thing, you mentioned this, Alex, the shooting, the three-point shooting. They really did the three role players we've talked about so much. Okay. Vincent Struess and Caleb, uh, with the exception of a little blip from Caleb, they didn't get anything tonight really from the three of them. And they still won the game. Duncan Robinson didn't, wasn't one of their top 10. They had Udonis Haslam minutes tonight again for four minutes, which by the way, were not bad. Okay. They really weren't. Okay. But, and they played 10 guys. And yet they still, again, overcame sort of this Spolstra mixing and matching. So let's get to the schematics on it because, Brady, you predicted this before the game. We were going to see man. We are going to see switching. They were going to get away from the zone. They did. Spolstra did that. Again, 10-man rotation, playing heavy Haywood Highsmith minutes. No Jovic, as we've kind of predicted would be the case in games like this. No Robinson, as we've kind of predicted would be the case in games like this. Just get through kind of what Spo did tonight. Yeah, I think the the fact that they went back to switching pretty much changed everything you'd want for Miami because it sh- changes their shot profile. You look at what Tatum did. Uh, what he, he had 49 the other night. But if, when you look at his actual shots, like he was comfortable. Like every one of those shots was right in the pocket, like sit, standstill threes at the top of the key. Like that's what happens when you're in zone. You're going to force those type of shots. And this Celtics team is going to absolutely pick you apart. When you're switching like they were, uh, and then all of a sudden, Bam's on him. And then all of a sudden, Caleb, I thought, was very good uh, on him throughout this game. Like, I usually it's – I was kind of expecting Caleb on Jalen Brown and then and Jimmy on Tatum. Uh, but you could kind of switch back and forth there. But Caleb was really good in that uh, way. And then Haywood Highsmith, as you mentioned, he had a, got a lot of good plays on him. There was the one play uh, late in this game, they were really attacking Tyler. It's, gonna, it's what teams are going to do time and time again because that's the guy that you want defending you late in the game. He drove to the pa- uh, basket on one of the plays past Tyler. Haywood comes out of nowhere, uh, ends up getting like a piece of the ball, like a full-on double. Like those plays when he's making that at the end of games while closing, like that is just so important. Uh, on the offensive side of things, like you guys were talking about, that there was some certain things uh, from their core guys that they were doing, like uh, Kyle's turnaround jumper, as Alex was talking about. 
But I just thought the fact that they just kept going to Bam, like he was not – usually Bam's the guy – like there was a lot of games last season where we remember late in the game, Bam's in the dunker spot. He's the guy that's flipping from dunker spot to dunker spot. That was Jimmy tonight. Like as much as we talk about what Jimmy was doing, the the shot that put him up three late in the fourth quarter, Kyle fed it to Jimmy because he was flipping dunker spots. A really good play. Jimmy hit the little, little shot there, baseline. But Bam is the one that's in every one of these actions, and he's the one that's in these face-up jumpers. He's the one that's getting to his spot down low where he's basically found his go-to move in the process here of, of kind of without Jimmy. Like, he's found what he wants to get to. And then you add in the fact that he can get to the line. Like, there was so many elements here. Uh, and I think Tyler deserves some love in this game because they don't, they're not in this game in the fourth quarter if he doesn't show up from deep and he doesn't do the type of shot creation things he was doing. Like, we kept talking about his playmaking and all of this stuff adding uh, Jimmy back into these things, it was pure shot creation, Tyler. Like he was just going to just uh, sprint off handoffs, try to get into the lane, get into his pull-up, and he was uh, just hitting from three in general. So uh, back to the defense, I will mention, the funny thing about the zone is like they went on a, a – it was like they were switching for a while there. They went to like two possessions of zone, and they hit back-to-back threes. And I don't know why they went to zone at that point because Bam was in the game. Uh, but that just tells you where they are. Like they've – they've maxed out this zone as much as possible. Like I was all for it because they couldn't do anything else. Like there was, there was no other real option. Now with Jimmy back with Bams on the floor, they have actual options defensively. And you, you mentioned kind of what was the difference, I guess, from last game and kind of getting over the hump run wise. The other thing that needs to be mentioned is, is in the third quarter, they went from the nine minute and 32nd mark to the three minute mark. And they had one made field goal, like literally six and a half minutes of one made field goal and that's when I was like, this one's over. You cannot do that against good teams or great teams. You cannot just have those type of runs. But Boston allowed them to get back in the game, and part of that was defensively. And the last thing I'll just throw in, you mentioned Haslam playing good, have a good four minutes. The most Haslam stat ever is he played four minutes and had three fouls. Like The fact that you can do that type of thing is just wild. Well, he also, he also drew a charge. He had a rebound. I don't think that was the plan for Eric Spolstra, but again, it tells you who he trusts in those situations. All right, we're going to get to more of this, and then I want to throw one other thing into the mix because I, I we'll, we'll get to it here in a second. Before we do, we start commenting here, so I want to make sure I mention her. Insurancebylanette.com. Reach out to A Aggressive Insurance, um, our friend Lynette, our frequent commenter here and a sponsor of the post-game show Five on the Floor Live. Um, if you're looking for uh, life insurance, renter's insurance, especially car insurance, especially if you don't have a great driving record, uh, she can help you out. Go to insurancebylanette.com. That's insurancebylanette.com. Reach out to Lynette today at A Aggressive Insurance. I'm sure Alejandro will get that up here on the board here any minute. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, 
wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, so let's, uh, let's continue here. I want to um, focus on one other quick thing because we talk about the bench tonight, okay? They didn't get a lot from it. And we keep talking about, okay, when everybody's back, where does everybody fit? And Eric Spolstra has this thing that he has said to me for years that it sorts itself out. Okay? Like we sit here stressing about rotations and it's good for talk radio when that used to exist or podcasts or any of that kind of stuff, right? To talk about rotations and who's going to be left out. And he always will say to me, would you guys just relax? Like it'll sort itself out. Like we'll figure it out. Guys will go down. Guys will come back. There'll be places in the rotation. And I'm looking at the bench tonight and I'm thinking – they could have used Victor Oladipo tonight or some version of Victor Oladipo tonight, right? To give them, you know, rim pressure off the bench to kind of plug the holes uh, defensively and all that kind of stuff. Do you see, when you look at this team now, Greg, do you see a little bit more of a place for him? Because he's close. He's close. And they they counted on him big time going into this, uh, into this season. No. And I um, have been probably the most pessimistic after what transpired early in the season. Um, so to your point, like, yes, they absolutely can use him. You, you remember the things he was doing defensively against that Boston Celtics team. And you think about um, him having a role off the bench. I, I, I think that that's totally viable. Uh, I just, um, they're missing more than that, honestly. I mean, I think we can all also uh, look at this roster and when you see Spo basically trusting around eight every night. Like it's not really in trusting nine or trusting 10. He may play 10, but when you're talking trust, like over 20 minutes, it's usually around eight guys lately anyway. And um, to me, that, that says that there's probably a couple um, additions like a Victor Oladipo and maybe some sort of mid season trade uh, that they really need. But to your point, like it's just going to fortify the bench. I thought that, Uh, Really only one guy showed up tonight. So they need extra depth um, because their biggest thing to get through a season. And you talk about that, they figure it out and it sorts itself out. um, This is a regular season problem to me. It's not a playoff problem. Once you get to the playoffs, if people are healthy, you're going to play the, you know, the eight, nine guys that you have, and then you're all good. But to get through a long regular season, that's when you need uh, all hands on deck. Alex, to follow on that, because you've been the Oladipo guy, tell me where he would have helped tonight. Or would where would where would you have used him tonight? I mean, I think he could have been somebody to give you a little bit more juice on the ball 
offensively. We know what he brings defensively. He absolutely would have helped uh, on those switches. We saw what he could do against these specific players in the Eastern Conference Finals, and that was one of the few, I think, bright spots for him. And, you know, it was nice to see him play uh, real minutes in the playoffs, and it kind of went up as time went along, especially, you know, Game 7, P.J. went down, and it was he was kind of forced in that position. So it was interesting to see him uh, – try to fit around everybody despite not really having a lot of time to get back into things. And now he's kind of in a similar position, except he's going to have the whole regular season to mm-hmm. kind of, I think, get back into a rhythm first instead of having to play in high stakes basketball, uh, which I'm sure was cool for him. But I just think like Victor Oladipo um, is going to be a nice, useful player for them. And I think it's too much pressure if he's looked at it as somebody who's going to come here and fix their, bench issues and I really do go back to this a lot I just think it's really about the rotations right and I know what you said about Spo and how he yeah. feels about rotations it's less about who's in or out to me and more about how you stagger I just, I'm just a huge I'm always going to be a huge stagger guy especially when the this roster the way it's built you have four guys that you kind of have in your core more or less right with Kyle Tyler Jimmy Bam I think you can have two of them on the floor at all times like there was a period tonight where uh, it was kind of Tyler out there with Gabe, and I don't mind that bench back court, but then it was also with Deadman. Then, you know, they ended up subbing Bam back in, and there was a whole foul trouble thing tonight, so it wasn't the, you know, representative of regular rotations. All I'm saying is, you know, if you have two of, of those four on the floor at all, at all times and you just kind of figure out the rest around them, I don't really feel any sort of worry or concern about the bench, especially when Victor Oladipo comes back, you know, and you have a little bit more health with, your backup fives, right? Like I, I, it's fun watching UD play and and get his uh, fouls and charge and rebounds whenever he does play, especially since his last season, but they shouldn't be at that point where he has to be playing versus the Boston Celtics, even if it's a regular season game. So, yeah. Although I know, although I know he enjoys that because he hates that franchise pretty much more than all the others combined. I think Indiana is second, but it's a it's a distant second. There's a lot that Spo is willing to to go to him in, a, in an important game over Jovic. Well, I I, I think yeah. we have we we discussed this when everybody was getting excited about Jovic, but I I think that I think there's enough of a tease there to see what you like. And I just don't think they're at that stage right now as an organization or a team. And that's why like Ben was commenting here and sort of joking, does everybody still want to tank? It's just not an organization that's going to do that. I mean, the, the conversations I've had with them behind the scenes have all been, can we, can you wait till they, we get healthy? Can, can we wait to see what it looks like? This was the eighth game with this starting lineup. And my counter to that is there are certain seasons. You guys have told me that. And you never got healthy. We never saw the starting lineup. And the whole year was, okay, this will be fine when everybody gets healthy. Well, now at least it's happened, right? So now there should be. And that's why when Tyler tweaked his ankle, I was like, here we go again. Yeah. Uh, you know, not, not not as a rooting interest, but just like, okay, we're not going to get to see what they've talked about. Now we get a chance to see it. When we come back, though, I want to talk about sort of the, the, the whole Highsmith-Robinson thing because it's fascinating because it also tells you as an organization – what they don't care about, which I, I, is a point I've tried to make many times. I do want to introduce our next sponsor, though, ODM Performance Solutions. Team building is hard. Just ask the New York Knicks. ODM P- P- I changed it from the Kings. I can't do the Kings anymore. ODM PSI can help you build a winning team and keep it together. If you're looking to fill an important role at your company, ODM PSI can help you find C-suite level leadership, sales rainmakers, plus management and operational support staff. To find out more, check out ODMPSI.com. Or give them a call at 954-434-0634. That's 
434-0634. All right, let's touch on this because the performance solution of the night appears to be, at least the, the rotation solution, Brady, for uh, Eric Spolcher seems to be Haywood Highsmith in these minutes. It's not Duncan Robinson. It's a lean towards defense over offense when Duncan isn't one of the top 10 guys. But it's also a lean to a guy who we didn't even think would survive January, right, on his contract over a guy they're paying $18 million a year. And some were saying they had to showcase. So before you jump in here, I want to say one thing. The Miami Heat do not showcase players. I've tried to tell fans this forever. They don't believe in that. They know that everybody around the league knows what Duncan Robinson is and what he isn't. Like him hitting, going three for four from three in a game is not going to convince somebody to trade for him. This is one of these dumb premises that gets out there. They don't care. They're going to play who they can play to win the game. But Brady, why do they think Duncan Robinson can't help them win these games? Because they got no bench scoring tonight. They Struce wasn't making his shots. They they weren't hitting from three. Duncan still can't get off the bench. Is it base? I mean, is this done for him essentially? Well, I wouldn't say it's done. I think it's done with a healthy roster. Yeah, but I don't think we can predict full on health because he's going to get plugged in at some point if he's still on the roster. But I don't feel like. When you talk about Haywood Highsmith versus Duncan, I brought up before the fact that they're going at Tyler at the end of games. We saw what happened this last game when when Tatum has 49. It's not a coincidence that almost every lineup has two below average defenders on the floor. Like that is not what this Heat team or what Spo wants to do. He does not feel comfortable with that at all. Uh, he'd rather a guy be an absolute negative offensively as long as he's providing some stuff uh, on the defensive end. So we mentioned before what Highsmith is. I think the difference is we look at a game tonight where it's like their core four and their starting five plays really, really well. In all these years, we've talked about how Bam is trying to get role players going. He's running the handoffs to try to get this guy. And it's not Jimmy or Duncan trying to get Bam going off the roll. Highsmith just, it, he's screening out there. He's not running an action. And it's screening for Bam. He's screening for Jimmy. He's screening for Tyler. And then he's doing this stuff on the defensive end. So not only is he doing what they want, but he's also enhancing their best players. Where Duncan... It's you're not only trying to create your best players are trying to create for them, but then you're also having your best players cover up for them on the defensive end. So it's like you're adding more pressure onto your best players. So when it's a game like this, when it's a game that has two like elite shot creators in Brown and Tatum, it's a no brainer to go with Highsmith. I was surprised, obviously, by the fact that they closed with Highsmith over Caleb. <laughs> like that, that's more intriguing to me because I felt like Caleb did a really good job as well. And it was kind of just pick your poison type thing because I thought both of them did good things in different manners on Tatum and Brown. But I think we've pretty much got to the point where with this roster we saw tonight, if everybody's available that we saw tonight, just forgetting about all the Debo for a minute, high Smith's their ninth guy. And I don't really see a problem with that. Like I don't, he had two points in this game. He was one for five. The only thing I'll say is like he, when he gets like, if you're going to take an open three, you take an open three. But there's these times where, like, they feed him on the short roll and he's taking these floaters. Like, that's a negative shot, in my opinion. Like, that's the stuff that you'll clean up over time when you're the ninth guy that doesn't really matter. But, like, those are the possessions that matter to me. Like, they, he's not PJ. Don't have him do the PJ floater in that manner. So, uh, but most of the stuff we saw was positive. And even, like I said, if he takes seven of those floaters, what he's provided defensively tonight outweighs all that. 
All right, before we close here, I want to thank our sponsors. Thanks to all our commenters here as well. Um, thanks for the donations. Again, prize picks, use the code 5, F-I-V-E, insurancebylanette.com, odmpsi.com. We'll be back with a podcast uh, on Sunday night on the regular channels, and it'll go over here. But I, I want to finish with Greg here on this because, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going into the nitty-gritty of this, which I think we needed to a little bit, you know, to kind of understand why Spo coached the game the way he did. Uh, but the big picture on this ultimately is more important. And the big picture is we've been saying that the Heat need to pick a direction. What happened tonight is going to choose their direction. If they weren't going that way anyway, their direction is they're going to justify this and say, we just beat the best team in the league on the road with a lot of adversity. Okay. In overtime with our two best players playing big down the stretch with our young scorer carrying us through portions of the game with our point guard still showing he can play at a high level when he needs to. And with the role players contributing enough, we can make a move and we can stay in this thing and we can challenge Boston and Milwaukee, right? Like it, it isn't that if you're Pat Riley, Andy Ellisberg, Mickey, Aaron, well, Mickey, there's a money factor there. So let's, let's leave him out of yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how much decision making Adam sign is making. We know Zoe's under the tax. Okay. Andy and Pat. Okay. Let, mm-hmm. Let's stick to Andy and Pat. Okay. Cause I kind of know what they both think, but let's just, let's go forward on a little bit. Well, they're going to look at this and say, these MFers are going to have to still go through us in the playoffs if we make the right move, right? Like, that's that's where this is headed after tonight. I believe so, because, I mean, even before tonight's game, but especially after it, they, uh, what, they're three games in the loss column out of the four, four seed? Like, they're, they're literally a win streak away from being – like from having home court advantage all of a sudden. So it's just, they're not that far from being at least in that type of position. Uh, and that's when they have a shot again. So it, it was um, to me this game. And then when you look ahead and they've got teams like Detroit, San Antonio, uh, Indiana, who's up and down Oklahoma city on the road, Houston and San Antonio on the road, Chicago, who's reeling uh, you know, they, there's some games in December that they can get. You could they could finish the new year all of a sudden in the sixth seed or something like that. And then you start to look around the league and you try to find the right piece, uh, someone that would fit perfectly. Um, and I have to say, as I watched tonight, uh, don't you guys feel like Grant Williams would be a really good fit on this team? Let's close with that. Thanks to our sponsors, prize picks. Use the code five FIV. If you stuck around for 28 minutes of this, uh, you'll you remember what we talked about. Could so be. Oh, could be odmpsi.com. That you just want this clip. That's it. And I understand it. I get it. Uh, insurance by Lynette. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Um, we'll be back on Sunday night. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.